beer belly wrestling or an obstacle course while running from actual cops. There's even a mullet contest. Organizers plan to do it next February in St. Augustine. You could also just watch the Swamp Circus. Tickets will be about 45 bucks. Monica Ricks, CBS News. I would watch that. You would? Absolutely. <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> Live from the Annex Wealth Management Studios at the Avenue in downtown Milwaukee, this is Wisconsin's Morning News. Here's your host, Vince Vetrano. It's about 11 minutes after 6. Good to have you with us here on this Friday morning. The continued search for that U.S. Army reservist accused of killing 18 people in Maine, still presumably on the run this morning, looking more like a coordinated attack now as we get more information as opposed to a momentary meltdown of a guy who just snapped. A shelter in place remains now for Lewiston and the surrounding area. ABC's Ike Ajachi has more on Robert Card, the shooter. Two counties remained under shelter-in-place advisories this morning. Schools and businesses are closed as far as 50 miles from the shooting scenes. The Coast Guard also joined the manhunt, searching the waterways leading to the Atlantic after Card's Subaru was found near a river boat launch. Card dealt the boat registered in his name. Canadian border officials issued an alert to officers along the border, warning them to be on the lookout. Yeah, so it's possible he's on a boat. It's possible this was all planned, and then he, that was his getaway to somehow go anywhere, whether it's Canada, head north or head south. He remains according to police, armed and dangerous. And we're learning a little bit more about what may have led to this shooting earlier in the week. Intelligence sources are telling CBS News that they believe that that recent breakup may have been a significant destabilizing event in the gunman's life. That said, there is still no clear motive right now for this shooting. Yeah, so there was a breakup recently and that could have played a role as to why he went after the bowling alley or the restaurant venues. Is the do we know? Is the have not heard that yet. The break, anything about she among the victims, right? right. Um, police did find what appeared to be a suicide note, or it, it had the the markings of a suicide mark in his in his home. It was addressed to his son. It contained like some bank information and some rantings, is what police say. Quote rantings. Uh, as we know, Card did spend some time in a mental health facility after reportedly hearing voices, and he allegedly had threatened to attack a National Guard facility. So that's what we know about the guy who is still considered armed and dangerous and no word as of this morning where he might be. Don't know if it, it doesn't matter, I suppose, to the victims and the people directly impacted by this, but it's easier, I think, probably to process and accept if you have a person who snapped in a moment, right, as yeah. opposed to what it's starting to look like is this was planned. Right. They have a getaway boat right. to go through this I whole process. I planned to do this. Yeah. I planned to murder lots of people. I planned the getaway right. and the other things that there was foresight in it. Makes it, again, doesn't substantively change anything for anyone, but makes it even tougher to swallow. Traffic is sponsored by Sendex Food Market, your trusted local grocer since 1926. Sports up next with Brandon. Time for an update from the Gruber Law Office's One Call, That's All Sports Desk. Here's Brandon Snide. The Milwaukee Bucks tipped off the start of their season at Pfizer Forum on Thursday night. Damian Lillard making his Bucks debut, and he certainly did not disappoint. Lillard, step back three, on the way, got it! Damian Lillard! 
road. Welcome to the Cream City. Dame time has arrived with 107 to go. Dave Kane on the call as Dame time knocks down a late three as the Bucks go on for the 118-117 win over the Philadelphia 76ers. Lillard with a historic performance, dropping 39 points. He set a franchise record for most points in a debut performance. I came in knowing what was expected of me, you know, when these type of situations came. And um, I've been in enough, enough of those situations where I know it's probably not going to always be me making a shot or taking a shot. But, um, you know, they, they're they encouraging me to be the person to take control and make decisions and, you know, decide what's going to happen in those moments. And uh, that's, that's what I'm here to do. Giannis also having himself a solid night, adding 23 points and 13 rebounds. And with the win, it was the first victory in the head coaching career of Adrian Griffin. Uh, still a lot, lot to learn as a head coach. thought we did some really good stuff. I'm probably my toughest critic. You know, it's, I'm, I'm fortunate to be in the seat. You know, to start the season, that's toughest as it gets, you know. It's not about me, but I'm, I'm really fortunate to to be the head coach. But uh, we got we got a lot of work to do. The Bucks will be back in action Sunday night in Milwaukee as they play host to the Atlanta Hawks. The Green Bay Packers will welcome in the Minnesota Vikings on Sunday afternoon. Head coach Matt LaFleur on working to get his offense back on track with Jordan Love. I think it's it's important for all quarterbacks, and I think we're, we're still uh, developing that rapport with him and, and our receiving core. And um, the one thing I'll tell you is we got a, a lot of confidence in all those guys that when called upon, they're going to make the play. And, um, you know, we just got to – I think the more they play, the better that everybody's going to get, and they're going to gel together the further we get on into the season. The Packers got some encouraging news at practice on Thursday for their offense. Running back Aaron Jones, after missing Wednesday's practice earlier in the week, he returned to action. Kickoff is all set for noon on Sunday with coverage beginning right here on WTMJ starting at 9 a.m. And lastly, the World Series will begin tonight in Arlington, Texas. The Rangers hosting the first two games before the series will travel out to Arizona starting next week. That first pitch is all set for 7 p.m. tonight. Don't care. Can't get into it. <laughs> Not even this one, though. This is like right. a, you got to root for the Diamondbacks, right? I am. but I, I don't know if I am, though. I haven't decided yet. I let the game start, and then I dictate where I'm going. I don't know if I can like, get, just invest time hey, What this. does that mean? Yeah, I don't know. Each I game, you ride the wave of the momentum, yeah, perhaps. Like, if something irritates me. So, <laughs> like, all for right. example... You know, it, they were mad at Adolis Garcia, the Rangers, because he, yeah. he watched a home run. You know, too long? So the Astros were mad. They, so they, they threw a pitch at him. So now, I, okay, now I'm rooting for Texas. <laughs> okay. That's what you get, Houston. <laughs> Just look for those little backbiting incidents that make you mad. 618 on Wisconsin's Morning News. Halloween coming up on Tuesday, right? 31st. That's right. But it's Halloween weekend, so there'll be a lot of revelry, if you will. Oh, yeah. In Madison and in Milwaukee and across the state and the suburbs, of course. You got booed this week. Boo this man! No, <laughs> no not like that. Not quite like that. Uh, yeah, we got booed a couple of times, so we're right. You're not at supposed the- to get booed multiple times. Don't you put Boo. the little sign up? Boo! <laughs> <laughs> no, I, I guess if it really got that bad, we would, but... Um, so booing is when someone shows up at your house and rings the doorbell, ding dong ditches you basically, and then runs off and then they leave you a little treat. So sometimes a little basket or a little baggie of goodies. 
um, for Halloween. So that's what booing is. Did you ever got? Did you guys ever get booed? <laughs> yeah, it used to drive me nuts, actually. Which surprises is, you that, probably not at that all. Is that is the biggest thing you've ever said. <laughs> right, the kid. Someone rings the doorbell. We go. The first time it ever happened to me, I didn't know of this tradition. So we right. go there. There's this bucket of candy and some other stuff, and it's like okay, because then the next step is you need to carry on the booing. So tag, you're it. Now you need to find somebody else who has kids or whatever. Sure. Put together some basket of stuff. I'm like, we got trick or treat. You're coming like in three days. One more thing I got to do. So I don't know. I feel like in our neighborhood, it's evolved more of like you just hit your friends, right? You you hit up your friends, and and so my youngest is 12. So we're we're on the end of this. Um, but what's made it different now is that everyone's got like a ring camera, so oh, you can yeah. see. <laughs> so you know who it is, right? Yeah, so Bryn snapped a picture of her friend who showed up the other day and did it. And she's like, I know exactly who that is, <laughs> even though she's trying to cover her face. I, I saw the picture. It. She yeah. has, she has her face covered with her hand. It's like, yeah, I know, <laughs> I know who that hat. I know your yeah, jacket. She's like, I know who that is. So she texted her, and then uh, when she tried to catch a kid once, she just wanted the dog was going to go just chase after him. You know, dog's not going to hurt anybody, but just so she opens the door real quick after the doorbell rings, and the dog instead of chasing after kid, just picked up the treat <laughs> that was sitting on the <laughs> no, stoop and no. ran. You know, I hear I hear my twelve year old yelling, "No, no, no!" No, drop it, drop it. And she's running us. <laughs> Ran off the with house. the prize. <laughs> yeah. uh, so anyway, uh, my kid's strategy is to put on like a ski mask, I guess, this weekend if we do it. So she's going to have sunglasses and a ski mask on so you can't tell for sure if it's her. It's hard it, to find those blind spots on those things. There are blind spots. It's very difficult. But, yeah. You're right. Why do you know that, Deb? Uh, nothing. <laughs> okay. Hey, uh, when are we doing the Halloween thing that you've wrote yeah. me uh, yes. doing again? Can't wait. Well, as, as is tradition... <laughs> yes, we've done it one years in a row. If you recall, we had our um, our award-winning smoke holiday radio show. Award-winning, show. really? Yes, Debbie, it was award-winning, awesome. of course. That did not win any awards. <laughs> of course it did, you Debbie. Did. Why would you even ask? Um, so, yes, it was um, award-winning. Anyway, the smoke, which is what our, our radio show last year we did on Halloween, and that included all of the players. And the theme is like old-timey radio show, right? Like it yeah. back... You know, in the 30s and the 40s or whatever, they would right. have these radio shows and they would tell little stories and you'd and gather around the radio. Loved it. Sound effects and yeah, all that jazz. Yeah. And everyone loved it. Yes. <laughs> we didn't have one criticism the of the smoke when we ran that last year. So, anyway, this year we're doing another one. And I don't know, should I explain? Like, so this one was written by me when I was 12. So don't have too many high expectations. <laughs> no, it's been oh. it's been a, it's been now adapted, Deb, for the radio. Okay. It's Eric's yeah. original literary work, which has been adapted to this Halloween themed horror show. Would you like to hear a clip? No. All right, here we go. What? Uh, I thought I'd just get cold for Christmas. Well, sure, if you do one thing wrong, but you've been naughty all year long. The clock was ticking down. Three, two, one. The large blade fell. And Billy awoke. (laughs) (laughs) Gather the children around. The radio for WTMJ Halloween Classic. This one is called Santa Claus. And I think you can kind of pick up what might happen. You spell Claus with C-L-A-W-S? Oh, that'd be cool. Ooh, I didn't think about that. Santa Claus. I didn't even think about that. Anyway, so this is going to run on Tuesday on the radio? Uh, well, we'll see. We'll have to figure that part out. I, 
Again, I'm a reluctant participant in this. <laughs> what? Why? Because you asked me to do it, so I did it. I, I thought you were fantastic. <laughs> well, I gave you, you everything I got. Oh, my gosh. Your screams? No! <laughs> I mean, that's fantastic. That's really good, really good radio. Yeah, Bucks wait. are undefeated. Man, pretty nice start, though, Game right time. here in Milwaukee. Record crowd saw it. Brandon Snide breaks it down for you at 645. Gen Z is into nomance. What is that? What is that? I don't know a what that recent means. Study. Where's my Matt LaFleur? I don't oh, know what I that means. I should have it right here. <laughs> a recent study on entertainment consumption habits of Generation Z. So what's Gen Z? That's like 12 to 25-year-olds. Right. Our kids are Gen Z, yeah. right? Um, that their preference for on-screen is platonic relationships over sex and romance. Again, on screen. UCLA did a teens and screen survey. They found that 50% of young participants want to see more content on friendships when they're watching a movie or a TV show. They have a video of teens and screens. I would prefer to see, instead of romance, more platonic relationships and more familiar relations. I'd love to see some great love stories on friendships and the trials and tribulations of that. So isn't that interesting? So 40% desire non-romantic characters on screen. They feel that romance in media is overused, which it is. They have a formula that every sitcom likes to use when they roll them out. So on Friends, they didn't want Chandler to get with Monica. They didn't want Ross to get with Rachel. They just wanted to be the friends. But if you notice, like every sitcom tries to replicate that, like, ooh, maybe are they or aren't they? There's clearly some something there, there maybe, huh? You know, and that idea, I guess, according to the study, Gen Z's like, nah, just be friends, don't care. <laughs> right? We don't need all that. Yeah. Well, also, but their their dating patterns are so different than Gen Xers, or certainly than you know, Boomers or or whomever. Like they 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 do everything together in friend groups, right? right. They go to homecoming sure. in groups yep. instead of with dates. Oftentimes, no right? desire. They don't. Yeah. Interesting. No man's. Well, important for them to know because. That's the group that is going to be targeted by everything on screen here coming forward. 639 on Wisconsin's Morning News. Coming up on 644, you know, getting close to winter here. We need to start thinking about how we're going to deal with those adverse weather driving conditions and our cars. One key component of the vehicle, don't think about too often, the unsung hero, as Debbie calls it, the windshield. That is the subject of Driver's Ed with Debbie. Should be a no-brainer if, for whatever reason, you can't see out of your windshield. That's when you notice it. But it can be annoying to take extra time out to make sure you can see. Dodge County Sheriff Dale Schmidt says there's a reason why we can't just crank up the defrost and away we go. Because you can't see. And that seems to be one of the most basic things that uh, when you're driving a motor vehicle, you need to be able to see when you're driving down the road. If you can't get it with your defroster, we've always got these neat things called an ice scraper or a uh, brush to sweep off that snow. And it's so important to be able to see what you're doing when you're going down the road. Being aware of what's going on around you is all the more important behind the wheel when the road conditions are bad. Here's an example. I recall back in my early patrol days of trying to stop somebody because they had probably about a foot of snow all over their car and about a 12 inch window out the front where they could see. And I was behind him with lights and siren for a mile and a half before he finally pulled over. He had no idea what was going on around him. Had no idea an emergency vehicle was behind him. And uh, that will end up at a citation every time. It's not just snow and ice covered by the ordinance either. Things that are in the way of the driver. I mean, you might have that uh, forest of uh, trees that are hanging from your uh, 
rear view mirror that might block your vision. People like to put stickers on their cars sometimes, whether that be in the front window, which you really can't do. You can't put stickers on your rear windows. If you do have anything back there, it has to be translucent. You have to be able to see through it. And the more things that you have covering your windows, the more blind spots you have. I know it can be a pain to take a few minutes to make sure all your windows are clear, but if you don't, it could cost you. It is a primary offense that anybody can be stopped for at any time if you are uh, have obstructed view, and that is a violation of $175.30 and two demerit points for the first violation. A second violation, however, is $213.10 and another two points. Not cheap, but neither is the possibility of getting into an accident because you couldn't see and hurting yourself or others. Debbie Lazaga, WTMJ News. <laughs> Guilty. Yep. <laughs> right? How many times? <laughs> no, I can see, okay. We're good. No, you can't. <laughs> Scrape it off. So what's the weirdest way that you've seen people clear their windshields off? Um, because I've heard blow torches. I've heard a bag of boiling hot water that just they rub it across the windshield to clear it from that frost. Jeez, I mean, like if it's that big of a problem, get one of those robo <laughs> things. You know, yeah, or cover the windshield before anything happens. Also, somebody said that you can rub a raw onion on your windshield and it won't frost over. I don't know okay. if that's true or uh, not. You try that and report back to us. <laughs> 647 on Wisconsin's Morning News. Time for an update from the Gruber Law Office's One Call, That's All Sports Desk. Here's Brandon Snide. The Milwaukee Bucks got 39 from Damian Lillard in his debut, a franchise record as the Deer go on for the 118-117 win over the 76ers. Giannis adding 23, also becoming the franchise leader in field goes made, passing Kareem Abdul-Jabbar. Bucks will be back in action on Sunday as they host Atlanta. Week 8 of the NFL season kicked off last night as the Buffalo Bills take down the Tampa Bay Buccaneers by a final of 24-18. The Wisconsin Badgers are set for a primetime showdown with Ohio State on Saturday night. Kickoff between the Badgers and Buckeyes is all set for 6.30. It's time for Extra Points, a sports opinion commentary on Wisconsin's Morning News. Here's Brendan Snide. It only took one game and the trade that once sent shockwaves throughout the NBA has already paid off for the Bucks. Damian Lillard in Milwaukee is undeniably the missing piece to their championship puzzle. On opening night, he made an unforgettable debut by dropping a franchise record setting 39 points. When the Bucks' offense became stagnant, something we've grown accustomed to seeing over the past handful of years, Lillard single-handedly closed out Joel Embiid and the Philadelphia 76ers. Look, it's no secret that this is what this team has been missing. And yes, maybe at times they will miss the defense that number 21 used to provide, but nonetheless, Lillard's incredible scoring ability and clutch shooting performance showcased last night is exactly what this Bucks team has been searching for. The term closer is often used in basketball, and sometimes it can be hyperbolic. But look, this is exactly what Lillard is. This is exactly what he's been. It's exactly what he's going to be. And it's exactly what this team has never truly had. And again, after just one performance, it's very obvious they most certainly do not. After just one game, the synergy between Lillard and the Bucks is undeniable. And after four quarters, it's clear that he's the missing ingredient for their championship aspirations. Our teammate from 101 uh, from uh, ESPN Milwaukee. Uh, you can go to the truth if you want. They'll have you. I'd like to think so. Gabe Neitzel in the studio with us this morning. He's walking Eric right now through an Apple TV upgrade or update. How's this going? 
So far, so good. If you're Thank watching you. on the live stream here, you would see Gabe consulting Eric. On <laughs> oh, it's helpful. Very helpful. Yeah, it's really, really good stuff today. I, I just gave the forecast. Sunday's going to be terrible for the community's trick-or-treating. <laughs> That's tough on the so kids. Yours is on Sunday? So which conflicts with the Packer game sometimes. I think we're good. I think we're 4-7 to seven and we got a noon kick. Yeah, so you're going to be fine. You don't have to worry about that. And I mean, it, with the rain, it's going to be interesting. But I always remember as a trick-or-treater, every once in a while you'd get snow. Yeah, on right. that day, and your costume's basically ruined because it's hiding underneath a winter coat because there's no way <laughs> right. your mother is letting you outside. And no, you cannot go outside in a Darkwing Duck t-shirt and cape. <laughs> Put on your jacket. It's also, all puffed up too. My twelve-year-old layers. My twelve-year-old has this crazy idea. She wants to go as a bag of jelly beans. So she got That's all awesome. of these tiny little balloons, and she's been blowing them up, and they're metallic looking. She's like, "I'm going to tape them on my body, and then I'll have this thing, and I'll be." And I'm like, "Hun, it's going to be like 40 degrees out on Tuesday." Yeah, you like, know what happens to balloons when it's cold? <laughs> <laughs> so I'm trying to warn you know, tell her now, yeah. like, "Hey, you might want to recreate or come up with something different because you're going to be wearing a winter coat on Tuesday night." But as of now, still going as a bag of jelly. I love bag. that creativity. Though. Yeah. Like that's a that's a cool unique idea. She went as French fries last year. <laughs> See, that's why that's why your daughter is of the three Billstead children. Brin's on top of the depth chart for me. The most interesting of your kids. I love this kid. Was it like a specific brand of French fries? McDonald's. McDonald's. Okay. Yeah. I mean, yeah. I mean widely yes. regarded as the yeah. finest fry. Yeah, I mean, and that's what everyone says. Naturally, too. yes, yeah, it makes sense. You mentioned the Packer game, though. I know there are probably some communities that have a noon start, like they go noon to three or whatever for trick or treat on Sunday. That was always tough for me. Is it? Because I always wanted to go with the kids when they were little, but if it was during a Packer game, you would, you know, you're rolling on the game, right? You're recording mm-hmm. the game. I'll get back when I can sit down and just watch it, right? But th- there's always that guy, and you're like, you come up and you, your buddy's out there or one of the neighbors, and you're like, don't tell me anything about the game. I'm taping it, <laughs> and then. For sure, they want to tell you something about the game. Hey, did you see that throw by Aaron? They they just scored. (laughs) No, don't tell me anything. You should see this catch he made. Or worse, the worst is when. I'm not going to say anything, but you're not going to like it. (laughs) Come on, come on, on, man! You just gave away the ending. You just what are we stole doing my here? three hours. I want to not like it, but I want to not like it in real time. Boy, <laughs> I want to be miserable. I want to work through it on my own time. That'd be. I don't know if I'd want the uh, the trick or treating during the game. Like oh, a, you a don't. two to four no. uh, would not work for me. Yeah, I don't we think. when when I was growing up, it was always on Saturday. I grew up in Horicon, small town. Yeah, it was Saturday afternoon. Oh, like, okay. it was a Saturday afternoon, like mid to late afternoon, like probably like two to five thirty or whatever. You know, right before it gets dark because yeah. you, you know, get a little darkness for the older kids who yeah. want to stay out. Yeah, just a little bit, <laughs> yeah. but yeah, not like really, really dark where anybody, you know, any any smaller kid sure. is getting scared of the, the bigger kids running around there. So are yeah, you, it was Saturday, but it never had to worry about missing the Packer game. Are you adult dress up guy or not never. adult, right? Never. I'm, with, no. I'm in your camp. Never. Um, you dressed up last year. Because you made me. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's true. You did make me. Wait, and what did it was you guys dress cut. up as yesterday? Or last year, yesterday. Well, he went as Craig Council and I went as Matt LaFleur. Okay. Which was easy enough. I didn't shave for a couple of days. I tried to get the tight Matty beard going and <laughs> sure. the eyebrows. A little, <laughs> have my little hat on and a pullover. Easy yeah. costume. Yeah. You fine. walk around with one of these headsets on, you're fine. Right. <laughs> you're perfectly fine. Eric, he made a good counsel last year. I, I put on a hoodie. That's basically what I did, yeah, did it have the sleeves, though? Oh, I should have cut you, the sleeves. You needed the sleeves off. I mean, <laughs> not like Bill Belichick style, because that's like sloppy. His is actually like, it looks tailored that way. Yeah, you're yeah. right. He wants, Eric's insisting that Pancake and I both go as Vladimir Zelensky. They look like Zelensky, and he's got the outfit. He's got We're like the outfit. like Zelensky twins? Yes. We could both be. I think that'd be super cool, but we weren't sure if that would be considered inappropriate. Well, if you look, I mean. 
If you're asking the question, chances are. <laughs> okay, it's good. Not, I'm off the hook. Yeah. If, uh, if you have to ask yourself, hey, am, am, what, am, what if if I do this thing, am I going to be looked upon negatively in the office? Then you will. You, you, you probably <laughs> don't need to approach that line. I think it's the perfect uh, outfit, actually, because you put on the olive green. You look pretty good anyway, right? And then you can almost act like you're not in a costume if you don't want to be in one. Oh, somebody is bent out of shape. You're like, no, this is no, just this what is I was wearing. Yeah, this yeah. is my Friday so shirt. Actually, what well, are you talking about? Because I have an yeah. olive like sweater hoodie that I wear sure. sometimes, and they give me the, hey, what are you, Zelensky today? <laughs> <laughs> it's just my clothes. <laughs> Happy Halloween, 659.